Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Keeping It Real On Purpose. I am your host, Edna White. This is the podcast where we come together with real talk about real issues and struggles in life, relationships and business, all on purpose. And today our guest is none other than uh, Latasha Brooks, who is an author, a speaker, a podcast host, and we welcome you today to Keeping It Real On Purpose. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so we're so excited to get to know you because you've done some amazing things. So how do you show up in the world as Latasha Brooks? Um, I show up as my authentic self. Okay. Um, I've decided a long time ago that, you know, I didn't want to be what the world wanted me to be. I didn't want it to be molded into this this person that society thinks I'm supposed to be. So I decided to be true to myself, you know, um, stick to who I am, mm-hmm. be authentic, transparent. And then if they love me, they love me. If they don't, they don't. That's right. <laughs> well, that's simple and easy. That's real simple and easy. And, um, and when you say authentic self, what does authentic self really mean to you? So to me, you know, I've been in the business industry for over a decade and I've seen many people come and go mm-hmm. and being authentic to me is just being true to me. I have two young girls I have a huge family. And so, you know, I didn't want to be what everybody else wanted me to be. Okay. I want to be so that when my family identify me, when my children identify me, when my husband identify me, you'll see a lot on the internet of people saying, that's her. You know, I get on stage. I like to laugh. I like to make people laugh. I love dancing. I love being able to talk the way that I talk. You know, I don't want anybody else writing my stuff for me. So I have to pretend to be one thing. I just want to be me. Okay. You know, um, we're, we're in the age of like all the social media, you know, and the portrayal of, you know, your best self all the time. But there are days when you're not like that. You know, what are some things you could tell our audience that when those days happen, you know, what do we do, you know, in those days? So I am a huge advocate of self-care. Okay. And so I schedule self-care every week. Matter of fact, I got a facial coming up today. And so <laughs> okay. uh, taking care of ourselves plays a major role of our happiness. Mm-hmm. And so self-care for me is a bill. It gets scheduled. It is reoccurring. And so on my down days, you know, I remind myself that I have some downtime. Right. I'm very good at scheduling some off time because, you know, you're not your best if your cup's halfway full. Exactly. You know? And so I do the things that I need to do to keep those down days as minimum as possible. Mm-hmm. And I am very big on taking care of me. Wonderful. That's great. That's great information for our audience because majority of our audience is women. And, you know, there are some men that take care of themselves. You know, they all take care of themselves. <laughs> you know, they keep to their golf dates, their basketball dates, you know, dates, you know, friends dates. They keep, they keep those. I don't care if they have 50 kids. They keep those dates, you know. It's us women that kind of put ourselves off, right? We put ourselves yeah. off and we don't take care of ourselves. Um, and then we get into this, you know, I guess uh, 
to this point where the the top is going to blow, you know, and oh, yeah. we get to that, but we shouldn't, like you said, get to that point. We should be caring for ourselves along the way. And yeah. I love what you say, time off, hashtag that audience, time yeah. off, give yourself time off. It's okay for you to take time off. Um, well, and I will tell you that mm-hmm. what, one of the things that I teach is that you, we have to mimic corporate America. When Uh-oh. we work for corporate America, you work five days and yep. it always gave you two days off. Or right. Paper at right. Right. And so one of the promises that I made to myself, I never liked the five day work week. That mm-hmm. was never, I was never a fan of that. Right. 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 So now I work three days and I'm all four. Right. And the one promise that I made to myself is if I'm mimicking corporate America, because corporate America taught me a lot, okay, mm-hmm. I am going to make sure I'm scheduling time off. In corporate America, when I was making them millions, I wasn't working seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So if I am trying to still be good to myself and true to myself, I shouldn't be working seven days a week for myself either. Right. So I wasn't a fan of the five days a week, though. For me, that was just way too much. So yeah. I, I decided my work week was going to be three days with four days off. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, I know my experience when I, when I, uh, went to China to work, uh, as an ESL teacher and they, we had four days off and three days, um, work week. I loved it. I was like, I got to take this idea back to America <laughs> <laughs> and I have to really put this in action. You know, I want to work three days a week, you know, and each time I think about that, um, I told my mother when I was 12, she was like, oh, um, you're going to be able to take care of me. And I was like, no, nah, ma. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't want to work. <laughs> because what we see as work is unhappiness, right? We see, we, right. we were taught unhappiness. How does right. that, um, the way that you were raised differ now, or how were you able to transition into this this new idea that and all the experience that you have now so i i'll have to tell you um transparent moment my parents work all our lives yeah to this day my parents still work you know and times have changed yeah my dad doesn't want to leave corporate america because he's worried about benefits right you know as a full-time entrepreneur, me, I'm like, don't worry. I got the benefits for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But I, I grew up with working parents. You mm-hmm. know, my mother didn't have to work. My dad fully took care of the household, but she always worked. Yeah. And that never made sense to me. You yeah. Know? Um, I, my, my husband's me military, too. right? Yeah. And most military wives do not work, but I work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it was one of the things that growing up, I couldn't understand. I'm like, why did my mom go to work? She doesn't have to work. Right. Yeah. Everybody knew that she didn't have to work, but she worked. And now as a full grown adult, I understand it because I don't have to work. However, right. I, I run multiple companies and I work, you mm-hmm. know, and it's that one thing about having your own, you know, being able to stand and pull your weight. You know, and so growing up, I saw parents that constantly work their old school. You know, they work the five days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, they have West time off. You know, they may or may not be able to do something depending on what's going on at work. Right. And um, some of that stuff I just didn't want to take with me. Right. And so although I work, I'm never asking for permission for anything. Right. You know, if it's something that I need to do. Me working for myself, I'm going to be in position to do it. Sure. You know, um, it's just, it's different. It's kind of the same, but it's different all in one. 
um, except I don't look at work the way that my parents look at work. Right. You know, they've never inspired to be entrepreneurs or their own bosses or anything like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That was an absolute must for me. Right. You know, um, and I feel bad for the generation, my children's generation, because um, they don't want to work for nobody. They don't <laughs> want to work for themselves. <laughs> you got that right. I got grandkids and they're, they're like that. It's like, oh, work for somebody. What? <laughs> They don't want to work for themselves, right? So they want money to just fall. That's it, just to fall. Yeah, just to lay back, right? Right. Yep, yep. Have some change. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think it all. You know, um, I, I, I too, like you, um, saw my mother work, 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 and I was like, oh no, I, 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 there's no happy moment, you know. And we had very little happy time, you know. We had time. But then it was like scheduled and it was rushed. So, okay, we got this amount of time because we got to get to bed. We got, you know, we, everything was like, on, you know, like, you know how the timetable was on, um, on, uh, um, when, um, oh goodness, I forgot the name in the movie, but it was, um, um, Martin, um, Lawrence and he was portraying the big mama. And he was on big, he was big mama. So he was taking the first one, he was taking over the household and the mother had a list of what they were doing and you had to move the pegs. <laughs> yep. We didn't have the pegs, but we had certain times that we had to be in the bed. It was this whole yep. regimen because my, my mom had to get up really early and then we had to go to school and then I had to take care, make sure my sisters and brothers were dressed and, you know, make sure they ate breakfast and shoot us all out the door. So we had this, like, yep. this, this imaginary pegboard, <laughs> you know? Right. How do you get out of that? And, you know, from your experience, now that you, again, you've come out of that. How, do you, how did you get out of that for your, your, your family? So I, it's so weird because I just told somebody the other day, everything about my life is scheduled, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not a, so one of the things I will say, speaking of our parents working, right? I never saw my mom unhappy. Okay. Never saw her unhappy, never saw her, you know, complaining about work. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like it was just instilled that these are the things that we right, have right. to do and we do them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm scheduled. Everything is a routine. However, there's days that I'm just unhappy about it. And then there's days that I'm just like, oh, this is a good life. You know, and so <laughs> thinking about it now, because you brought it up, is like, Darn, you know, I never saw my mom angry or mad or, or anything. Yeah. She had to go to work. And mm-hmm. there's days that I'm like, darn, man, why do I have to go to work? Yeah, yeah. But I have to do this. Um, however, everything in my life is scheduled, you know, mm-hmm. um, to this day. You know, we schedule family vacations. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more lenient, though. The kids don't have to go to bed at a certain time. Right. Um, as long as everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Everybody is, is happier, you know, but thinking about it, I don't think I've ever seen a day when my mom was, you know, angry or upset that she even had to go to work. Yeah. And then for me, full-time entrepreneur, there's days that I just don't want to do anything. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Me neither. I don't, I have those days that I don't want to do anything, but then like you, like you said, there are some things that, you know, you scheduled to, but I've gotten to the place where I've invested enough in my business and invested enough in myself that I was like, so, you know, when you, when you hire, hire people to do things, you're like, now what do I do? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. 
you know, what, what do I do? Yeah, it's like, okay, now what do I do? You right, know? Right. But then I'm, I just told my sister, I said, man, I gotta, I gotta hire two more people, mm -hmm. right? And it, and for me, I don't know about you because I'm very hands on in the business. Me too. It's me, always, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even hiring, I still feel like I'm doing something. Yeah. Or as you stated, I'm bored. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's no, it's, it's no in between. I mean, no, it isn't. It isn't. It just keeps happening. Everything in life just keeps happening. Yeah. So I, I came up with this thing, and I'm glad we're talking about this. Is my thought, and I've heard this from a lot of my clients. Um, this is my baby. How can I give up this this role of yeah. being the controller? So when I yeah. went to, I I got a marketing um, coach for myself because I said, okay, I got it. It's time for me to move because I know that I'm here stuck in this area and I don't know where to to move to. So I I invested in myself and I got a coach, and so he was he's a very kind guy, um, but he was very firm. <laughs> So mm -hmm. when he, when he said, I, what I want you to do is hire a VA to do some of the menial tasks. And I'm like, well, they don't have my voice. They don't do anything. I'm, I'm, I'm giving all these excuses. I'm fighting it. I am kicking I and screaming and ki I mean, I am kicking and screaming, falling out on the floor. I was like, I was, I'm not going back to in the next meeting. You know, I had all these things going on in my head. Right. And, and I said, this is my baby. So now what I've learned, the baby starts to grow up. Yeah. So if you don't allow the baby to grow, you won't grow. Oh, absolutely. So that's what I started thinking. Okay, it's time for my baby to get out of toddler stage and start walking. Yeah. So yeah. I'm keeping my baby in this crib because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to give it up. Baby. Yes. So I'm putting the baby back in the incubator, all of this stuff. I'm keeping the, the baby from not growing. So what I came up with is I tell all now I tell from the experience, it was the best thing I ever did. I'm working three hour work weeks. I love it even more. It's like, and I have opportunity because I always wanted to, if I wasn't going on a full blown vacation, I was going to go three days out of the month to a smaller vacation. So I get to experience and travel. And I, and I just said to the other day, now what am I gonna do with myself? Like, girl, come on, really? You could go sit, go sit at lunch. You live on Main Street. Go have lunch with yourself or something. Cut it out. You know, it's like, <laughs> but you get like that, and that's what entrepreneurship does, right? It, it gets you in that that state. Absolutely. I mean, for me. It's, it's nonstop right now. Yeah. And so I don't get the three days vacation. Oh, but come on. Okay, just yet. Yeah, it's coming. It's but coming. I will put that on my vision board. <laughs> okay. And I want, okay? Okay. <laughs> every single month because that's the good life. Yeah. I, I want that. I want it's, that. Yeah, it's the good life. It really is. I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, at all. I really didn't think it would, would happen, Latasha, but what I like what you said before, everything's scheduled. No, it's not scheduled. It's created. And when you yeah. create the, the vision board, what you said, the vision board and the, and your goals that you wrote down, they kind of come together with your, your yeah. with your, your business. So all of it kind of comes into line and yeah. We never thought that we'd have to be marketing like we are on our podcast, right? 
never thought that. We never thought that. We, like, we love what we do, but we never thought that we'd be a podcast host. What are you talking about? You know? Right. Share that experience with the audience so they know what I'm going through. <laughs> First of all, okay. <laughs> I, I will tell you, I'm one of the bad podcast hosts, okay? <laughs> I am still in that phase of I do what I want when I want, right? Okay. Because nobody nobody warned me that you have to be very disciplined. Yes. And you have to literally show up yes. when you don't want to show up. Yes. Right? And so I am in that beginner's phase still where I'm doing whatever I want to do. And so um having a podcast is hard. Yeah. Being a podcast host is extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people that don't do what we do realize the sacrifices yeah. that go into the behind the scenes, the right. showing up, the scheduling, the meeting, and the constantly showing up yeah. to produce the content yeah. that the audience and the listeners get. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, from the other side of it, I didn't realize how much of a job this is. Yeah, it is. How much goes into entertaining an audience. You know, I look at, I remember when, you know, um, all the television shows were on that Mm -hmm. I watched, that I used to watch, because I don't watch TV anymore, unfortunately. Me too. Um, And I remember saying, you know, why do they have to have seasons? Yeah. Why do they get to take a break? You know, and and what are we supposed to do during this down time? living their life right yeah and now that i have a podcast i completely understand mm-hmm. why a break is needed oh why yeah there are episodes why there are seasons yeah get renewed and some of them don't mine <laughs> should not be renewed okay i'm saying you right? <laughs> right it's true because yeah it's a lot it, it is, is. A lot, and I think that until people dabble into this, they won't respect it the way that it deserves the respect. Mm-hmm. Because you just—it's very clueless of what it takes to be a podcast host, right. to put on awesome shows, to find the right people to pour into the audience, and to continuously show up. So being a podcast host is hard. It's hard, man. I think I think more people need to talk about it. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. I I never thought that, okay, now that I hired someone, I had to hire another person, right? Two people, and then three people, right? Yep. But I never thought that being a podcast host would turn into, like you said, such a a chore, but you need discipline and you need consistency. Um, Yes. And when I start, you know, I started like you saying, eh, I'll do what I want when I want. I don't got no. So I'm telling my coach this and he says, no, no, no. Consistency. No, no, no. Consistency. And he made, then he made me create a a schedule. And I was like, oh, well, if I don't get to, he says, no, 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 you'll get to it. You know, and, and and he would always check and and make sure. Not until I started seeing the results of the money. pushed me a little it pushed me out the door okay it just said whoo I pushed it pushed me out the door so now I'm saying I I can't believe that now it sales and marketing and what we do when you're an author as well and speaker 
you become a different person. Like Absolutely. when you're proposing for, you know, an, um, uh, uh, to someone you're going to speak to, that's a different yep. hat. That's a different, yep. a, a, a different hat altogether. When you're marketing your service, it's another hat. When you're talking yep. to someone to sell it, it's a different hat. Sales and yep. marketing, you got to, like you said, you always got to show up. Marketing yep. always got to show up. Sales, yep. you, you have to know how to close it. Yep. It's, yep. It, it, I tell people that we wear many hats. Yeah. At women alone, we wear many hats. And oh, yeah. If, if you don't understand how we have to take one hat off to put another hat on, yeah. uh, you, you'll never understand our pain because we, we don't, we don't get to pick, you know, we don't get to choose mm -hmm. how many hats we want to wear a day. No. Sometimes those hats are just thrown at us. Yeah. And like you stated, you know, when I signed up for this thing, what, two years ago, as far as the podcast, I didn't know that it was going to require all the other hats that I had to wear. <laughs> I yes. didn't know that I had to become a saleswoman. I'm not a yeah. saleswoman. I've never had to sell a day <laughs> in my life. You know? And so I didn't choose that hat. I didn't, yeah. I didn't pick that hat out and say I wanted to wear that hat. Yeah. But times have changed. Yeah. Things have changed. You know, yeah. society has changed. The world has changed. Yeah. And so you just get tossed in different hats every single day. And you got to put them on, make them look cute. And then, you and know, that's it. And, I, and I, now I learned what the hats. Now the hats... Although we acquire a skill, we acquired being a podcast host, a skill. So we learned a couple of things, you know, and yeah. then we, we put it into our agenda to do our social media yeah. calendar to do. But now yeah. it, it somehow came, became a skill. So a hat is no longer a hat. It's become a yeah. skill, so, not a, yeah. an asset, an asset now. So we oh, can cool. do like it, that. you know, we can now do it without thinking, um, yep. we can do it without, you know, um, even a script it sometimes, you know, it yep. just comes out naturally and yep. God has made that possible, you know, that women that, you know, some women, most women, I would say most women can take a skill and make it an asset. Absolutely. It's our, it's our superpower. It's our superpower. It's our superpower. It's our superpower. Cause anyone can have a skill. But when right. you make it an asset that it's, it's personable, you know, yeah. that you do it, even if there's 50 people have the same show as you, same name, yeah. but you somehow put a swing into it that yeah. people are drawn to you. That is an asset. Absolutely. And, and we have to realize in society right now, life is about relationships. Sure. Relationships have currency, okay? Yes. Your net is connected through people. Yep. And so if you are not allowing people, and this is why I show up as my authentic self, mm -hmm. I want people that truly relate to me. Yeah. I want people that truly want to connect with me. Sure. And so I have no choice but to to be open. Absolutely. To Absolutely. allowing people to connect to me. Yep. You know, they have this saying, no new friends. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not a part of that group. No. Okay? Uh -uh. I, need new <laughs> I like new friends. Okay? Yeah, too. New exactly. Friends new exactly. Exactly. You know, new different bags. Okay. Like, you know, it's just a new time, new day and a new age. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people have to be able to relate to you and sure. connect with you. And it is not only those skill sets, but those different hats 
and then the way you are showing up right you know is what's going to draw those people into you that's right and you have to have that aspect um so it as an author and as a speaker and a podcast host how how do you recommend networking because now we're talking about new people getting involved with new people networking is very important to entrepreneurs how do you bring all that into play in your normal everyday life to network? So I took a the, the pathway test recently. Okay. I'm in this leadership course. Okay. And I came out as a networker. Okay. I am automatically a networker. Mm-hmm. It is in me. It's always been in me. I love people. I love connecting with people. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is I like making people feel good. Uh-huh. You know, in an ugly world full of mean people, I want to always be the opposite of that. And I want to yeah. put a smile on people's face. And I love meeting and talking to people, which require a lot of networking. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I had to learn how to do, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, is remove myself in the day to day operations and put okay. myself in positions to meet new people. Right. And so um, networking, as you stated, is a major part of entrepreneurship. You know, again, you grow through people. Right. And so I used to be the control freak where I used to have to have my hands into everything. And now I've put people in position so that I don't have to have my hands in everything. And I can legitimately do things that a CEO would do versus things that an operator or, you know, the manager would do. And so um, I understand that, you know, networking is vital, you know, for me to continue to grow. And I've learned how to let go of some of the things that I can hire other people to do so I can focus on getting out, shaking hands, meeting people, and introducing myself to others. Right. And what does that, um, I know for me with um, my strategies um, and when I create plans for my clients, I always tell them, if you're not talking to five people a week, you're not networking. So you're not having a conversation with them, knowing what they do. Is is that part of your regimen when you do when you go out as well? So I am very big. Remember, I told you I schedule everything, right? <laughs> and so yes. part of my goals is every month I have to go to a certain amount of events, right? Okay. It depends on the season. So during the holiday season, of course, I'm at more Christmas parties and gatherings. Yeah. Right, right. You know, it's a major networking time, right? Yes. And so every month I set a goal of how many events I am going to. Oh, excellent. That's and a good I idea. I set a goal of how many business cards I want to give out. Mm-hmm. And so that's a part of my networking, but I'm not one of those people that I'm just handing out business cards. Like, yeah. Oprah, you get yeah. a business card, yeah. you get a business card. Yeah. No, I am developing relationships. Right. So I only, I talk to people to get to know people and I'm only handing out my business cards to people that I can see myself growing working with. with. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's how and I so, feel too. Yeah. That's, that's a, right. that's a powerful point. Powerful. Passing Absolutely. out cards. People just handing out business yeah. cards. No, business no. Cards are- <laughs> And so, but one of the biggest things that people tend to forget is when I've given out my business card or I've collected a business card, now I have to do something with that business card. There you go. And what that for me is following up. Yeah. It was so great meeting you at such and such, such event. Exactly. And reinstating something that we talked about 
I love the fact that you are a podcast host as well, and your topic is something about real talk, real voices, which is yeah. something like my topic, right? Yeah. So, you know, something <laughs> that's going to make you know that I paid attention to our conversation, and it wasn't just a regular conversation. Right. And I figure out how we are going to move forward. I love to schedule a call with you, maybe meet you for lunch, you know, or just even take a look at your website to see what we could potentially do in, in the future together. Right, exactly. You know, it's all about that execution. And that's right. one of the things being a government contractor has taught me. You build relationships with people. You're not mm -hmm. just out there like a hawk just landing things. Right. You are trying to make sure that these are genuine relationships that you are trying to do something more with right. versus just handing out a business card. Okay. So tell us more about what you do um, with the women-owned federal programs since you, you know, we started into that. Let's just talk about that. So I am a government contractor, nine years um, this past September. Okay. And so one of the things that I recently accomplished was being certified in the federal program that was recently designed, well, it was originally designed to only allow you to have one business, one certification. Gotcha. Well, fortunately, you know, my generation, I'm a millennium. Yeah. And now we, we're very talented, okay? We own mm -hmm. multiple businesses. Right. And so um, after a year and a half of battling, getting certified, I was finally able to get two of my companies certified in this federal program, which then opens up many doors because we know there's a disadvantage for um, oh, yeah. minority women on business owners. Mm -hmm. And so uh, being certified in these programs have le legitimately opened up many doors for me um, because of my disadvantage. There's so many other people that want to work with me now because they know that I am the real deal, mm -hmm. I'm out here doing what I say I do, and I am a minority woman-owned business. So yeah, major true. accomplishment for me and any other woman out there that's looking to say, hey, you know, I have multiple businesses, so I should be able to get multiple businesses okay. certified and um, to get these certifications because a lot of women give up because the yeah. process is very tedious. Yeah. However, I am a prime example, living, walking, talking example that not only is it possible, but it's well worth it. Yeah, I, I agree too. Um, I started the process with three of my friends at the same time, right? It was like, I was all excited about it. So we, we all eventually got certified. Only to come 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 to the conclusion if we started locally, we'd have got to the federal quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that you know. If, if oh, they don't talk about that, you know, if I would have started the local first, I would have got to the federal quicker. It took us about a year to get the federal, but if I would have started locally first, I would it have been like boom, like a step. And we'd had all three. So I was like, oh my goodness. Um, I didn't realize that no one ever told us. So now I teach, again, I teach like you do, teach other women, you know, in there, what they're doing is a, here's a piece of um, information you need to get into those yeah. contracts. You know, a lot of what we do, we don't think about that. Um, and it opens a window and a door, not a window, but a door to yeah. additional income. And I'm a, a great proponent of having multiple streams of income to any yes. business, any business. Yes, absolutely. And notice multiple streams of income, not multiple businesses. Because right. There you go. In order for you to have multiple streams of right. income. Right. So. Yeah. And that's a big difference because I've, I have people that come to me and they have like four businesses and they ask like, so okay, what's, how are they doing? 
you know, and they're all zero. Like, okay, no, uh, uh, that's not, I said, you got to focus on one. And a great thing about knowing your assets as well, Latasha is you can say, okay, I have a, a degree in this, this, and this, right? And so you put the circles together. You're going to make, you know, okay, degree in, um, you know, paralegal studies, business administration. Now degree, a bachelor's degree in uh, interdisciplinary studies. And I have a broker's license. Now, how could I put all of those four pieces together? And, and if, when I want to transition, how could I take my right. skills and make these skills applicable to all that I do? That's right. what entrepreneurship is. It's really bringing all of those skills all yep. that experience and all your know-how into into yep. play to make yep. it work, you know? So how do you do I that? Think... How do you do that, Latasha? <laughs> Tell well, our audience. You have to you have to be um I remember a billionaire told me this. I remember I had 14 businesses at one time. Mm-hmm. And I was proud because you know, the more business you have, <laughs> yes. the more you think you are somebody, right? Yes, yes. And, and he said, um, how, how are you doing in all those businesses? Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Who, has time, who has time to sit down and, and, and really look at how I'm doing in all these businesses? Yeah, right, right. Are you profiting in all of them? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, maybe. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he said, I want you to do, do me a favor. I want you to sit down and I want you to That's look right. at each one of these businesses. And I want you to see if you're actually making money. That's in right. 14 he said, and then when you realize that you're not, because I can promise you you're not. <laughs> exactly. Your top three. He said, I want you to focus. I want you to stop focusing on 14. And I want you to focus on those three. Yeah. He said, and what you're going to eventually do or figure out is it's impossible for you to give 14 businesses attention. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to lack. Yeah. Weight. That's right. He said, you're going to go ahead and you're going to pick up the top three and then that's what you're going to focus on. And now you're going to give as much attention as possible to those three. That's right. Instead of you trying to spread yourself thin to 14. And so I, I then in that exercise realized that I never had 14 businesses. <laughs> I had 14 streams. Yes. Right. And I, not knowing any better made into businesses. Yeah. So what I, it was I took all of those skill sets because mm-hmm. that's what they were. They were yep. the skill sets yeah. that I had, and I packaged them into three. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was figured out what ties to what, and how it can become a stream of income up under that business instead of having all of the business. Gotcha. So one of the things that I did decide to do was make sure my stuff made sense. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we do, it normally touches something else that you're already doing. doing. Yep. Right. I know how to teach businesses how to develop, how to scale. I didn't realize that teaching businesses how to start was a part of developing and scaling because everybody that I touch with development and scaling, I had to touch their their structure and their startup. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to be able to develop and scale unless your foundation is mm-hmm. correct. And so instead of that being a whole new business, how to start a business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Income. Yeah. You know, it's a program. That's it's right. A mm-hmm. You know? And so I think it's, 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 it's good for people to look at everything that they're doing. Yeah. Figure out how they're doing. 
yeah. and then make them work together instead of trying to do all of these all of these wild things. Yeah. You know, that's just like um, a nurse saying, okay, I drive trucks too. How yeah. are you being a nurse and driving trucks? Those don't even go together. Don't okay? even go together. Yeah. Or you want to save lives, okay? Which yeah. one do you really want to do? Yeah. And so I think that if we realize or if we find something that we're really, really, really good at, yeah. and we focus on that and we package the things that flow with that, it'll make life easier. It and does. Simpler than trying to just do all of these things just because we can do them. Right. Because sometimes we have to learn how to do some of these things from scratch. We right. have no clue. We have no background, no history in it, no passion <laughs> in it. Yeah. That's what makes you miserable. Mm -hmm. Make no skinny in the game. That, yeah. Right. People that go to work and they don't like what they do, they're angry every single day. Every, like and I, 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 I believe that so much. It's like, I never worked somewhere. If, if I found myself working somewhere I wasn't happy at or I started happy and then all of a sudden I started getting, guess what I do? Right. Gotta go. Yes. <laughs> Gotta go. Yes. Life is happier or we are humans are happier when we're doing something we Think like. We like to do. we're doing Absolutely. something we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. and, and people get upset when they say when you do something you love it's not work. But I'm, I'm a living testimony that when yeah, I do too. stuff that I love it does not feel like work. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's why I'd be excited in my three days that I'm working. Yeah. One, it's on days. And yeah. two, it's something I like doing. Yeah. You know, I always tell people, if you don't like children, you shouldn't be working with children. Yep. You know, I have an eight-month-old. Yeah. If they don't want to work with kids, they can't watch my baby. Right. You know, <laughs> same thing with anything in life. You know, don't yeah. do something you don't enjoy doing yeah. or you, you don't not happy with yeah. so when it comes to entrepreneurs and us putting and figuring out how we're going to package all that stuff together mm -hmm. make it make sense you know make Absolutely. sure it's something you really want to do and make sure it's touching something that you like doing because everything that we don't like doing mm -hmm. we can outsource and hire other people to do oh yeah let them that enjoy doing that mm -hmm. do that yeah. versus you stressing yourself out spending a whole bunch of time Talking about how much you hate it for you just then not to do it. Yeah, to do it. Outsource right. to the people that like doing that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's it's I'm telling you, um, that's asking for help, audience. I always talk about this that women do not ask for help and and they think it's, you know, being vulnerable and showing people right. you're weak, but vulnerability does not say anything about weakness. It doesn't. Right. <laughs> We don't understand what vulnerability is. If you say that um, if I ask for help, that's showing I'm weak, then um, why believe in the Bible if it says one word with a period, A-S-K, period? Yeah. That's yeah. all. <laughs> so when you're in trouble, you need help, ask. And, and, and the people there, there's people that will help you. You, you got to believe yeah. in that. It's, it's people that will help you that love doing it. You love doing... Um, you know, social media. I get a lot of clients that say, oh, I don't like doing the social media or I don't have a grasp on it. I said, well, then pay right. someone. Pay someone. Right, right. Yeah, you don't have to do anything you don't like doing. Yeah, you don't have to do it. You could create whatever you want. So now that the, the time is growing near, I want to get in about your book. I want to I wanna know about your book, the name of your book. You said you're an author, so I want to know and let the audience know about your book. So I wrote a book almost almost two years ago now um, called Paid and Free. Okay. And so it was my first book. I learned a lot of lessons, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
It was a good book. It was okay. it was a really good book. I, I have people to this day that is still buying it. Um, and number one bestseller. Okay. And it was it's just phenomenal. You know, people don't realize, especially as a full time entrepreneur, that it's especially me. When I got into entrepreneurship, I was taught wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I was following behind all the wrong people. I right. started doing things just to fit in. Right. I started filling out my calendar because everybody else was booked and busy. Right. And so I was like, I want to be booked and busy too. Right. But nobody told me that being booked and busy mean I was going to be booked and broke. Right. I was going to. There you go. That's the word. Say it. Booked and not spending time with my family. That's right. Booked and stressed out. Yep. And booked unhappy. Yep. That's now, correct. Like, who made up this room? Who, who decided that the goal was to be booked and busy to look like you got a lot There you up? go. One day I just said, I don't want to be booked and busy no more. I want to be paid and free. That's what I say all the time. I, I want to, I want the, I want to be paid. Whenever somebody comes and say, well, Edna, this, this, this shiny new product will help you, mm-hmm. you know, get attention. This and I was like, no, I said no. I want paid clients. Can that, can that product do that for me? Right. Can that product? Do that for me? <laughs> I want that. I don't, I don't want nothing else but that because all the shiny. If you're an entrepreneur, you're doing it. Whatever right. is shiny and, and like looks new to you, I guarantee you don't get involved in it because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get you off track of what you've been doing that's producing and then yeah. only get you involved in being busy and unproductive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unproductive. And I don't want busy work. No. no. I don't care no. how good it looks. Busy don't look good to me. It be, and I never work. use that word. I never say I'm busy. I say I'm very productive oh. today. Very productive. Oh. I Never. Like I, I, I don't say that because I, I owned my own real estate one time. And so I was doing something and I was like, oh, you know, all the agents were out working. And so I'm like, OK, I got paperwork. To do. So I'm doing some paperwork. Right. But I was like, yeah. And I put the paper in, in the pile. Didn't do it. I do it. I did the same thing. Before I knew it, the, the, by the time I got ready to leave, I had done nothing, put the papers on the other side of the desk and had to slide the papers over. To, so all I was doing paper was paper shuffling, making it look good. Yep. That's all yep. I was doing. <laughs> and I was like, I'm yep. never going to say I'm busy again because it looked like I was busy, but it took too much. You know, I, I was putting out fires, you know, with my agents, like solving problems for, for them, not realizing I was doing my job and the paperwork could have been done by somebody else. I just yep. got off track and put it on a pile. And so the pile grew bigger and bigger and moved to the other side of the desk. That's all it did. So busy yep. is not my word anymore. No more. <laughs> nope. I'm not a fan of that. B no. Word, okay? so, nope. no way. No way. So this is going to bring us to the end of the show. Do you have any great words of wisdom for my audience? Um, that you can share as a millennial, because I like, I like, I love millennials. I follow them and I do what they do. Okay. <laughs> I do what smart they do. Woman. Very smart woman. I do what um, they do. For the millennials, I think we're in a very tough time right now. Mm-hmm. I think we have Gen Z and Gen X. One generation, the older generation is um, very independent, very right. wise, um, got their stuff together. And then the other generation is very young, very different, you know, and then you've got millennium stuff in the middle. Yeah. Right. And so for the millenniums, I will tell them to not give up, um, to stay true to themselves, regardless of what you see happening in life. 
you know, um, now because times are changing again. Um, and I would just let them know the sky is still the limit. You know, we're still young. Yep. We still got a whole life ahead of us. And although we've experienced a pandemic, probably in our peak season, you know, we still got so much more to life. Um, so to keep dreaming, not to give up on themselves, not to give up on their families, not to give up on them, their dreams. You know, we still have time to accomplish anything in life mm-hmm. that we set forth to accomplish. So it might look rough. You know, we, we might be a little confused. I think my right. generation is really confused right now. Mm-hmm. However, um, we are the future. Yeah. And so and we still got a long way to go. So That's just don't nice. give up on yourself. It's That's hard beautiful. to give up on yourself. Other people will give up on you, but just don't give up on yourself. The only person in life that can change your life is you. That's okay. right. That's right. So how do we get in touch with you? How could my audience, someone that's listening on us right now, get in touch with you on social media? So I am the same across all platforms. Money bags with two G's, um, six, two, three. So that's M O N E Y B A G G S. 623 across every platform LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, every platform. That is terrific. Thank you so much, at Latasha. And this brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for listening, audience. And if you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch the latest from me at Know Why, you can follow me on Facebook at EJW Coaching, Instagram, same thing, and Twitter, EJW Coaching. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. This is Edna White and my guest, Latasha Brooks, saying goodbye for now.